Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Bruce Arians moves into the front office, but was it really his choice at this point? Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio, and of course, ESPN Plus, Series XM, Channel 80. In just a little bit, we get into why Julius Randle has in, ev- has in essence quit, but why it's not really his fault. We will get to that in just moments. But we begin this hour with the news of the day. Bruce Arian stepping down as Buccaneers head coach last night. And Todd Bowles, the former Jets head coach and Buccaneers defensive coordinator, elevated to the position of head coach. He gets a five-year contract. Now, here was Peter King this morning on from Football Morning in America on with KJM on the decision. From Arian's standpoint, he always wanted to leave this team to the guys who he who had coached with him for a long time or who he knew for a long time. Todd Bowles, uh, going back to the days in Arizona before Todd Bowles got the Jets job, Bruce Arians loves Todd Bowles, loves him. And he wanted to make sure that if he left this team, that he was going to be able to give it to a coach who he knew and respected. And he was going to be able to do it while the 31 coaches and staff people he had were taken care of. Look, this feels like it's been a bit of a negotiation that's been going on from some time. Because you read the different stories about how this unfolded. Well, it's something that Bruce Arians has been talking to the front office about for a few weeks. And he's at a point now where he can leave Todd Bowles with Tom Brady and put him in a great situation to be successful. And that's what you want for a guy from his only other time as a head coach where he really struggled with the New York Jets, but the Jets obviously played a major role in that. But did Bruce Arians retire fully on his own accord here? I don't buy that. I don't buy that he did, that this was all him. It feels like Tom Brady had a hand in this. And here's why. Think about, first of all, Tom Brady retiring too soon and realizing it, did it something that was incredibly emotional at the moment, and then decides to come back several weeks later. And then he finds out that his head coach, shortly thereafter, after he came back, his head coach told him that he was thinking about stepping down. So Brady's already committed to coming back, and Bruce Arians tells him, by the way, I'm leaving. You think that happened? Do you think that Tom Brady made all of these decisions completely in a vacuum, considering who he is? No, 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 he did not. I don't believe that holds up one bit. There's a few things at work here. Number one, Brady has a power now that he never possessed in New England. Never. He literally lost a power struggle to Bill Belichick Years ago, he actually lost a power struggle to the head coach. They felt at the time as if Belichick was more instrumental to the success of the Patriots over the years than Brady did. Meanwhile, he goes to Tampa Bay. First thing he does is win a Super Bowl. Who's got all the power then? The quarterback does. And frankly, he's flexing his muscle doing something that he's never had the ability to do before. We know that that relationship was not always great. 
And we know that, as we talked to Diana Rossini about earlier, we've heard from others that things are a little bit looser under Bruce Arians than Brady is maybe used to. Well, that was a good thing right away. It's good when you have had so much pressure on you at first, over, over a period of years, to get out from under that pressure, you feel good. You feel like, oh, I can breathe. Okay, let's go experience something new. But then you want to get back to winning after you win your first time around. And the only way that you know how to do it has been your way in the past, which leads us to the decision to hire Todd Bowles. Here's Mike Tannenbaum, our ESPN NFL front office insider, on that decision. If I'm the Buccaneers, I think I've improved my chances of keeping Tom Brady in the future. I've worked for Coach Belichick. I've worked with Coach Bowles. Todd Bowles is his own man, but he's much more similar to Bill Belichick and his style than what Bruce Arians was. And I think watching the situation there, Tom Brady's going to be more comfortable in that environment. So if I'm the Buccaneers, I actually think this is a tremendous positive. And the other thing, guys, when you think about Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue, we talk about the aura of association and how offensive players are going to want to play for Tom Brady. Likewise, those defensive players, those free agents, if they don't get what they want on the market, playing for Todd Bowles is going to be a massive positive. So I think this is a big, big win for Tampa, not just short-term, but long-term. So think about that for a second. We had that. We had Diana earlier say it could be, you know, an actual uh, upgrade for them. Mike was, in essence, saying the same thing. An upgrade for the Buccaneers. It's an upgrade for the way he handles himself. Think for a moment that you're – think about this and back to what Bruce Arians was saying. Think about being Bruce Arians and you say, yeah, listen – Tom's retired, we know, but we're going to do everything we can to convince him to come back, and we're also going to leave some money out there for him to come back. And when it had even come up, the idea of potentially trading him, you know, Bruce was basically like, what are we going to get, five number ones? That's where it starts. In other words, they weren't trading him. So whether it was the Miami rumors that we had heard for a bit about Brady going to the Dolphins, whether it was... Even the idea of him potentially trying to play for San Francisco, the Buccaneers were never going to be comfortable letting him go somewhere else. Understandably so. But then you have to capitulate to what Brady wants. I think Brady forced him out. I think Arians was okay with it as long as he was going to get what he wanted in return for Bulls to get the job, which Brady considering Bowles comes from the Parcells and Belichick tree, was going to be more than fine with because he's going to do things a lot more like the way he likes them. That Arians was going to get his other people to all stay in place. And it's, it's a good thing that it's Todd Bowles right now as opposed to Byron Leftwich. Listen to Tannenbaum on this decision that it is Bowles. I think they're in a win-now mode. Todd Bowles is an experienced coach, not only as a head coach, but he's coached for a long time. And I think Byron Leftwich has a bright future, but we're in a win-now mode, just not only with, obviously, the quarterback, but some of these other contracts. So I think it's the best of both worlds. But, Jay, well, going back to Key's point, I think if we're running the Buccaneers, we can't expect Byron Leftwich to be there long-term. Again, he was within a whisker being the head coach of the Jaguars. So they're going to be good again. He's going to be a hot candidate, and we got to be prepared for him to go. Perfectly said by Mike Tannenbaum this morning on KJM. 
you don't need to make Byron Leftwich the head coach right now. Why not keep everything as intact and moving forward as possible as and just making it as smooth as possible as you can with the Buccaneers offense with Tom Brady? Leftwich is going to get his chance. Bowles has done this before, and he's done it how Brady wants it. You can try to sell me all you want that this was 100% Arian's decision. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it because it feels like the first time that Brady had some real power in his career in determining the future of an organization, and now he's going to use it. It felt like the Buccaneers had their best chance to be successful under Todd Bowles than rather Bruce Arians. You know what? He's right. Brady's the guy that understands what it takes. And he showed them year number one. If I'm trusting one of those two guys to determine what we need to do to win, I'm sticking with Tom Brady. And I'm not thinking twice about it. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Just because someone might deserve a contract doesn't necessarily mean you have to give it to them. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Plus as well. Julius Randle looks completely uninterested in being a New York Nick. Now, if you'll remember, the Knicks had a magical season by their standards, Last year, and by magical, I mean they made the playoffs and they actually were in the first round. They were the fourth seed, if you'll remember. They played hard defensively all season long, and Julius Randle was a legitimate MVP candidate with the way that he had played, and he certainly took his game 
to a whole nother level. He had one more year remaining on his contract at $21 million. 21.9, in fact. And the Knicks decided we're going to give him an extension. And now he has gotten a four-year extension at roughly $119 million. And we sit here regretting that contract. Alan Hahn, who does pre- and post-game for the Knicks on MSG, and of course, co-host of Barton Hahn here on ESPN Radio, was on with KJM this morning discussing Julius Randle and his general disinterest. It was probably a mistake, and it was something that I kept worrying about last year because you didn't know what kind of season it was. They didn't have to pay him when they did. Uh, Julius Randle, he had a great year last year. He did. He had a career year, all NBA, and he was, you know, just everything he did worked last year. And it was that feeling of, okay, he's never really done it like this before. Let's see it again. And then, of course, you can start talking about contract. But, you know, they had a relationship with him, so they gave him the contract. And it has really backfired on them. And it's amazing when you watch him play now. He has not played with anywhere near the energy level that he did a season ago. He handled himself terribly when it came to – Uh, The fans getting on him earlier this year, the whole thumbs down, basically telling them, uh, in his words, mind you, to shut the blank up and didn't want to hear from anything negative from the fans after things were not going well this year. This kind of money was not max money, but it certainly is money that is going to affect your salary cap for a long, long time. And now he's already seemingly trying to force his way out like James Harden. The problem is, you're not James Harden. James Harden shouldn't even be doing it, and he's done it now twice. This is now becoming the fashionable way in sports, not just the NBA, in sports, to get out. To basically show your lack of interest in even working. And even doing your job, that which you are paid for. We have seen him throw the ball away. We have seen him be lackluster on defense. Yet the Knicks handed him this contract that, granted, everybody felt was appropriate. And they have gotten completely smoked by him. So they do bear responsibility in not recognizing that they were handing him this money off of a career year. Listen to Jay Will and his impression of Randall now compared to where we were a year ago. I don't like Julius Randall as a leader. I don't. And we talk a lot about on our show how you respond to the media, and we've talked about Russell Westbrook, and I've made the statement that that's who Russell Westbrook is. I thought Julius Randle was somebody different. The way he's handled the media this year after losses has been, quite frankly, embarrassing for the organization. Mm. If it's from the thumbs down, uh, if it's from after the Bulls win their after they win their game against the Bulls at home, the team is celebrating. He makes a beeline for the locker room, doesn't celebrate with his own teammates. If it's a rumor of a trade request after that Bulls game that comes from his camp, and then he denies it and reports. The, the way he's led, ultimately, uh, it doesn't make you feel like he wants to be a part of this organization moving forward. Every, every single fiber of what he is showing you shows he does not want to be a part of this organization moving forward. And it is the popular move. Give me the contract, and I'll decide in a year or two if I'm happy here. Great, if I'm not... 
I'll force my way out. It's been that way for a long time. Carmelo Anthony did the exact same thing with the Knicks years ago. There have been plenty of players that have done it over the years, and it works. It works. So for Randall, I would expect it to work. But the problem is, when they trade Julius Randall away, it's not like trading James Harden away. You're not going to get a boatload of talent and draft picks in return. It is, take our problem, and we will take your problem back. All of this could have been avoided if the Knicks front office did not hand him a contract. If they hadn't done that, this would be the end, and you wouldn't be sitting in this position. Or maybe Randall would be a whole lot more motivated this year, and you might not be out of the playoffs like you are right now. The front office of the Knicks had a nice little honeymoon. But between Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose and World Wide West, this has all turned completely sideways on them. At this point, you can't look at any of them and say, we know exactly where we're going here. Because they took last season as a positive development and felt, you know what, maybe we're a little bit closer than we realize. So let's give Randall the money. Let's go sign Evan Fournier. Let's get a couple of more mid-range guys that will help us offensively in the short term as opposed to continuing to play the long game. They have gotten burned. And now they are in a deep hole because of it. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The college basketball season is winding down, and that means we must turn our attention to the Wendy's Wooden Watch. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as the season rolls on. Kansas guard Ochai Abaji. Ochai Abaji. Which is it? It's Ochai Abaji as opposed to Ochai Agbaji. Bubba, that's a low moment, is it not? It is. Uh, Agbaji uh, is. I don't know. A low moment, high moment. I can go either well, it's way. It's a, high, a low moment for me, a high moment. We've been talking about it nonstop for about two weeks. So. <laughs> well, Kansas. Brought us a lot of joy. And Okai Agbaji. Now, Ochai Abaji. Ochai Agbaji. Always want to show the proper respect and get a guy's name right. They will take on Villanova Saturday night. And he was named one of the five finalists for the Wooden Award. Greeny, brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. On the way in just moments, friends, we have so much more to tackle on the Bruce Arian situation. We will get to that and why this is an ideal, ideal upgrade for Tom Brady. And we will also get to Lamar Jackson and his contractual status. Maybe Lamar Jackson and his lack of an agent has outsmarted everybody. We'll tell you why in just moments. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Well, the poor folks of San Antonio are not going to hear a whole lot of Eric Church this week. Chris Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. So Eric Church, the country music star, huge North Carolina fan, grew up in North Carolina, massive UNC fan, made the decision this week to cancel his concert in San Antonio that was scheduled for Saturday evening so that he could watch the Duke-UNC game. And if I'm correct... I believe he's taking his wife and his family to the game. So, Bubba, let's take this from a couple of different perspectives. I personally am never, I've never been a country music fan. I'm not against it. Uh, I would call myself country music neutral. Yeah, that aside, so I, same. so yeah, so, so my point here is I, I have no, neither side in this fight. I understand the frustration of fans. I understand as a sports fan what he is doing here. And from that angle, I say, you do you, Eric Church. You do the right thing for you. I have absolutely no problem with this. I know people have made all kinds of plans and all that. They're getting their money back. It's unfortunate. It's disappointing. I'm sorry. You got to make it right to a degree at some point and have the concert. But for right now... I got Duke and UNC. I got a chance to to bury Coach K on the way out the door. That's where I got to be there for that, don't I? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can understand. I think if any, if there's any country music fans who are Eric Church fans who are big sports fans, they get it. But there's going to be any, obviously any other country fans who are not fans, they're going to be furious, which I get. And they're just going to be like, "What is he doing? This is absurd. Play the show." They're just not going to understand. But for anyone who's a sport fan, yeah, I mean, how could you be out there playing a concert? If you're a huge UNC fan, could you just imagine being Eric Church playing a concert knowing Duke UNC is just playing behind you and you can't watch the game? That'd be brutal. So, I mean, I think he made the right choice. And, yeah, you got to make up to him. And hopefully when he comes back, maybe he plays a couple extra songs or does something to make up for him. But, right, yeah, I mean, I think it's a valid excuse. It's not like he's canceling it because it's, you know, he's got to go to his – uh, his son's t-ball game you know like it's it's something pretty valid um i i get that you know it's it's good so in other words damn loving his son and his t-ball game listen this is duke carolina yeah exactly we gotta go see that see this is why this is why i ask you these questions because it is the perfect response now to me you got to give up one concert and a second got to do two of them in return So, you've got an interesting scenario here 
when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Here is one of the most electrifying players in the league. I think just, frankly, one of the best shows in football, period, if not the top show in football. When you just watch him individually play, it is just incredible. Deshaun Watson, with all of his baggage, has gone to Cleveland and has gotten $230 million guaranteed. Lamar Jackson has not signed a contract yet. That was $80 million more than Deshaun Watson had in Houston. And remember, he had already signed his first long-term contract, so he got that in addition to what he had already received in that first year of the deal. As you can imagine, Jimmy Haslam and D. Haslam, the owners of the Browns, walking into the meetings this week down at the Breakers in Palm Beach, an incredibly swanky resort, wearing some white linen and just getting ready for a comfortable couple of days with some meetings, got some rather sideways looks from the other owners because they handed that money to Deshaun Watson. The sad thing was, it wasn't even because they handed the money to Deshaun Watson with everything that was over his head at the moment. It was more that they handed that much money to anyone, period, guaranteed. Don't believe me? Listen to Ravens owner Steve Bishotti. It's like, damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole contract. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. Um, to me, that's something that that is groundbreaking, and it'll make negotiations harder with others, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to play that game. In essence, what Bashadi just said was, yeah, thanks a lot. You just made things a lot more difficult for me as I'm trying to deal with Lamar Jackson. And all along, there has been a perception that maybe the Ravens are doing wrong by him. That does not seem to be the case. They have wanted to try to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson. He just hasn't gotten it done with them yet. But maybe, just maybe, Lamar Jackson was waiting for this, for this to happen. Not for this specifically to happen, but for yet another elevated contract to take the place atop the quarterback mountain in the league so that he could get even higher than that. Do you think that Lamar Jackson isn't going to get what Deshaun Watson's getting? I think he is. And think about the fact that he's one of the more mobile, electrifying quarterbacks out there, as we've talked about, but with that comes the danger of injury. And so, enter Harry Douglas, ESPN NFL analyst, filling in yesterday for Bart on Alan, uh, on, on, uh Barton Hahn, and what his message is to, this, to uh, Lamar Jackson right now. Lamar Jackson, do not go out there on that football field without signing a new deal. Do not go out there on that football field without signing a new deal. And I'm going to give you an example. Anything can happen. Teddy Bridgewater, another Louisville alum, oh. just dropping back in practice. Secure that bag. Now, get the money that you're worth now, but don't go out there on that football field until you have that new deal. Right now, there's no reason to wait any longer, Lamar. Harry could not be more right in the situation. I mean, you now have a new standard that has been set 
that you can now negotiate with. You don't have an agent. You don't really need one. Get the lawyer in the room. Pay him a few hundred bucks an hour to knock out the deal and make it work. There is no reason now for Lamar Jackson to wait any longer. And remember, he tweeted out this week, for anybody that is trying to put forward the narrative that he does not want to stay with the Ravens long term, he put that immediately to bed by saying, that narrative's not true. I love the Ravens, and anybody who says it is not speaking for me because it's not accurate whatsoever. I think Lamar has been waiting for an even larger contract to come along. It happened, and it makes his job a heck of a lot easier right now. Harry couldn't be more right. There is no reason for Lamar Jackson to get back on the football field without having gotten that contract. None whatsoever. In the NFL, I'm generally somebody that will side with the players for the most part, but in the NFL especially, considering the non-guaranteed nature of their deals. In this case, Lamar, go get every penny. By the way, he has an MVP. Does Deshaun Watson? He does not. He does not. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We have spent a lot of the day today talking about Bruce Arians and him stepping aside now from the head coaching duties of the Tampa Bay Bucks to become uh, a front office advisor and to hand the job to Todd Bowles. I have 100% been of the opinion that Tom Brady had a hand in this because he and Bruce Arians were not necessarily always on the same page. And Bruce was somebody that was a little bit more loosey-goosey. And that is not Tom Brady's MO. It might have been when he got out of New England so he could just breathe for a moment. But after a year of not winning another championship, we all know what Brady is driven by. And we all know that Brady knows one way to do things. And Todd Bowles is a lot more likely to do it the way that Brady wants than Bruce Arians is. They won together, but I absolutely believe that Arians was forced out a little bit here by Brady coming back. Arians might have fought for everything that he wanted, Bowles getting the job, a lot of his assistants and staff all staying in place, all of that being the case. That's great. But right now, I think this had a lot more to do with Brady than it had to do with Arians deciding at the beginning of April after free agency, it's time to step down. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Do you buy it? Do you believe Tom Brady wanted to force Bruce Arians out? We will squeeze in a couple of your calls in just moments. In growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one overwhelmed with manual processes, errors, and lack of control of the numbers, and the one who uses NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. With visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, well, they don't. Head to netsuite.com slash for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. 
presented by Progressive Insurance. We're coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck above Pier 17. Final four this weekend, and all eyes have been on Duke and UNC. And we posed this question to Diana Rossini last hour. There is an incredible, incredible moment coming for one couple this weekend. They're getting married. And what bigger day in your life is there other than having your children, than getting married? There just, there isn't. It's an incredible day. So there is a couple down south, one of whom is a huge Duke fan. The wife-to-be is a massive Duke fan. The husband-to-be is a massive UNC fan. This wedding is scheduled for Saturday night, and it has been scheduled for quite some time. And now Duke and Carolina are meeting in the final four, and it is the first time this storied rivalry will take place, will have a chapter in the NCAA tournament. What would you do? Would you cancel the wedding? Would you postpone the wedding? Would you be a little bit concerned about the long-term viability of that relationship? And for this, we bring in Bubba, who is not married, and uh, I I would just assume that you have extensive relationship experience because I have that respect for you, but you're not married, so uh, it's a fresh perspective, if you will, on this situation. Bubba, uh, paint yourself in this situation for a moment. Well, my my biggest concern here is the fact that they're supposedly two big fans of UNC and Duke. Right. And they're not thinking ahead that their teams are going to be making the Final Four. That's my concern here. Whether or not you think they're going to play each other, I mean, that that is fairly insane. Well, number one, it is problematic if you are a massive college basketball fan and you are scheduling your wedding for Final Four weekend. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. regardless of whether your team's in it or not, you're choosing the Final Four weekend. Now, I don't know the circumstances. This could have been a wedding that was postponed because of COVID, and this might have been the first weekend that was available to them, and maybe they were planning on having, you know, big screen TVs there and such anyway, and this is just somewhat bad luck in the moment, but it is a fair point on your part. Number one, if this was purposely scheduled on Final Four weekend – Terrible job. And I think that your respect for me will go up. It could only go up at this point anyway. But it will go up when I tell you the following. My wife and I got married at the end of January. When did we get married? Purposely the weekend in between Championship Sunday (laughs) and the Super Bowl. That was not an accident. We were going to get married uh, at that time of year anyway. But we were not going to interfere with anybody's Sports plans oh, whatsoever. I mean, can you imagine? You're like, oh, d- divisional weekend. I got to go to Chris's wedding. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I would never have done that. Those we, are the and worst. my wife would never have done that, more importantly. Yeah. So, I mean, how could, I mean, the only solution here is I think they have to continue on with the wedding at this point, but kind of like we were talking about with Diana earlier, they, they have to just make it kind of like the event now and the theme. And they got to f- find TVs, figure out what's going on. But the, the game has to be on pretty much the entire time. Yes. I mean, Start with the church. I mean, they got to put TVs on at the church at this point. This is the one time the, where the game I, has to be on nonstop. This is the one time, Bubba, where to me, I am a I am a staunch advocate 
of having everything in one place. Right. right? Yeah. This is the one time uh, and have it all happen close together. I would actually be okay with it happening at a church and then a couple hours later the reception is at a place because I'm assuming that the wedding itself would be earlier in the afternoon so that you don't have to worry about it at that point. And then right. later, okay, it's at the reception. Everybody's having fun. To me, that when you get married, it's one of the worst things that you can do is to get married at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and the reception begins at 6 o'clock. Oh, yeah. And in that case, and, and I know so many people who have done it, you will never see me at the ceremony itself. That will never happen, and and I'm so happy for your love, and I will show you that love at the reception. Yeah, pick we'll pick one or the other. But in this case, uh, if this if the actual ceremony is scheduled to happen during the final four, then I've got a problem. Then I've got to try to move that up. Do I not? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the the assumption would be that, like you said, the ceremony is probably earlier, and then hopefully it's just the game is happening probably during the reception. I'm guessing. Which we, I don't think we know exactly when the wedding is, but that seems to make the most sense. Yes, yeah, I mean, especially if, if the game's happening at eight fifty, I assume that's prime reception time. But they gotta they gotta pivot here and just you know go to you know rent, rent a center and get every flat screen they can find, every yeah. large TV they can find, put them up everywhere. You know, the dance floor has now become a viewing floor, and yep. we're now watching the game here because if you guys claim to be hardcore Duke and UNC fans. You already dropped the ball by having on a Final Four. You already dropped the ball by not even having any Strike faith two. in your team yep. getting there. Strike two. You got to be watching this thing because this is a historic moment here for both teams. I mean, no matter the outcome, it's going to be unbelievable for one of you guys. So you got to be watching it here. So it'd be interesting to see what they what they do here. Once again, Bubba, you have crystallized my thoughts, and that's why I turn to you for this type of sage advice. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. There is one other problem, though. And that is, as a sports fan, when you are a diehard fan of a particular team, as you are with your Dallas Cowboys, you know what the feeling is like after your team suffers a season-ending loss. Right. You're, you're sitting on that for a good day or so, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cowboys, Mets every, every year. Yes. It's just a... It's and a, you have experienced a, plenty of it, so you know what this is. every year. Yes, you, but you know what this is. How long would you say it is before you are back to your normal self? I will give you my example. A few weeks ago, Rutgers lost a play-in game. I haven't felt that way as a fan for a while. It took me a legitimate 24-hour period to kind of snap back into it a little bit. How yeah, long does I think it take? That's, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, a good twenty-four, forty-eight hours, depending on how rough it is. So now you're going on your honeymoon, let's say the next day, and you are still licking your wounds from a loss, and you have to look at the person who represents who you just lost to. Do you postpone the honeymoon by a couple of days? Do that's you try good. to back that trip up just a bit? <laughs> Reminder: airlines now no change fees. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the question, too. I mean, how, did they think about any of this stuff? I, it's, it's as if they didn't even plan. What's going on here? I mean, because, yeah, I mean. Uh, maybe you two were just not meant to be. Yeah. I mean, maybe just, this whole thing. Let's just call maybe, it off here, right? Maybe somebody is trying to send you a message. There's still time to just call it off. We're doing you guys a favor. Just call it off. If you're one of the two. Go to a bar, watch the game, call it off. Exactly. I would have someone else. If you're if you're thinking about if you have any doubts and you're one of these two, 
and you're having any doubts in the moment, and this is a part of it, I would talk to one of my friends, I would make sure there is a car running out in back of the church, pointed towards Mexico, and if I need it, it is there. I think that's the only way to go about this. Seems like it. Bubba, I tell you, you know, this has me thinking, and as as Greeny would point out at this point, this is why you were among the world's top wedding planners. Right. To give, and you oh, give this so, up. So like, many weddings I had a plan. Exactly. And you look at this and you point out all the mistakes that they made. It is just staggering. I mean, there were many weddings that we, we just had to call off because I would bring up these situations to people and they would realize. And actually, they would look at you like a deer in the headlights. And we'd just have to say, actually, you're right. We're not going to get married because I'd bring up these scenarios because they're not thinking it through. you got to think it through. Exactly. I mean, last I checked, the marriage is going to be for a while. Yes. And if they're not even planning for the Final Four, when they're supposedly big college basketball fans, what else aren't you planning for? I have to tell you. I mean, come on. The, this last eight minutes has been nothing short of a complete clinic on your part. I don't even know why I'm here. You I have, mean, I ask that every day. Yeah, I know you do. You have laid it all out brilliantly, and I I, I bow to your greatness. Are you back tomorrow? In setting us up. Uh, I'm back tomorrow. Are you back tomorrow? Uh, I'll be here. Well, I look forward to more of your shining light tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.